It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 497 of World Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined by the dynamic duo of Ben Askren and Stephen Kyle Brackey. Um, our first show without Roper in a week. We miss him. He'll be back sometime. Um, we're very appreciative of, of his time and his offering to the show. But you're stuck with us for today, and you're going to it, whether you like <laughs> it or not. Suck it up. Yeah, suck it do up. You think, do you guys think on a scale of 1 to 10 that if you have a, a, a southern accent, it makes you like two points funnier? Hmm. I always think so. I just thought I love a good southern accent. Yeah. It's good. My boss Ray has a really good southern accent and he's he makes me laugh a lot and maybe partially because he has a funny southern accent. I don't know. <laughs> you gotta love His is uh, like Cajun. I, th- I yes, yeah, he's got that Louisiana thing going. You know, Fretwell's okay. is Fretwell is definitely I, I wonder if you take away Fretwell's southern accent from his commentary, what how is he as funny? I don't know. I think I think it adds two points. I think, I think it, it adds, adds two, two points. points. It is sure. not the full thing, you know, on a hundred point scale. It's not the entirety of it. But Fretwell saying gator bacon like like a like a redneck, it's just it's just better. <laughs> it's just better. Um, uh, hey, I got some chicken updates. I know you guys love them. You guys, yeah, you, I, well, you guys, I was just about to ask. <laughs> well, my, I don't know if you follow my wife on Instagram. No, I don't. Okay, well, if you don't, so last week, last week, uh, maybe Thursday, it was either Thursday afternoon or Friday afternoon, because obviously I didn't do the show the next day. These two, so we have these guinea hens. If you guys don't know what a guinea hen looks like, you have to look it up online, because it's pretty hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they eat more ticks, so that's what my, that's why Amy got them. Right. And um, so, they're, Christian, they're, they're doing laps around the house, chasing each other, and then they stop and they fight, and they're doing laps, and we're nice. like... What in the heck? And the watching these things run was hilarious. But what are these things doing? And so we're like, I have no idea why they, they've never done this before. I don't know why. And I, you know, I jokingly say, because listen, my wife bought the chicken. She tells me we got all girls. I say it's probably a mating ritual. So she mm-hmm. starts googling some stuff. 
She thought they were girls since last year. They're two boys. Oh, snap. <laughs> Y'all been waiting for them to lay eggs? Yeah, well, my wife has always been wondering, like, we only get, like, five eggs a night. I, we should get, like, seven or eight. Oh, boy. <laughs> so you got two. You got some mail. Uh... No, all right. I'm watching. I, I just followed her. Now I'm, I'm watching your children drive around in Power Wheels. Oh, that was fun In the vast yeah. Wisconsin wilderness. Yep. Mm -hmm. Nice. We did, some serious, we did some serious work last week. I got uh, some. Uh, I got Paul McBeth, the greatest disc golfer ever on planet Earth, coming this weekend to play some disc golf. Is he really? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Wow. I wish I knew yeah. who he was. Oh, boo! Making fun of disc golf. So yeah, I, know, I, 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 I just don't really follow it. It's fine. We had a we had a crew work. I got a wood chipper last weekend. We had a crew over here with Keegan O'Toole, Aiden Medora, Josh, and Ben Otto. They're doing some work. Nice, nice. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Did you check out USA Wrestling's return to the mat phases thing? I then? did. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to give my uh, my commentary. Um, okay. While, while the public can hear me. Well, I'll. Well, but thank let me you just fill you in as Kristen. They you. did fa phase one and phase two. Let me tell you this: they could have just wrote "stay away from everybody." Like, come on, bro. It's fun. The more Fa phases, the better. Phase one and two are literally the exact same thing. It's don't don't be around anybody. Why you need so, two phases for that? So phase one for for Chris Pendleton was to hire two pretty dang good coaches, in my opinion. Um, Isaiah Martinez but, and Nate Engel. I thought you were going to give your commentary. Are you trying to get me in trouble for saying something crazy? I don't have a thought because uh, I don't, I really know them because they, okay. there weren't like timelines for it. It was just like these are the phases that exist, but it wasn't like. June first will begin this phase, and June second will be. So I didn't really yeah. know what to make of it. Still, it is undetermined about Fargo, but I think we will know by the end of the month or so if there will or yeah. won't be Fargo. I, I heard they're having some June June first meeting. Did you hear that also? Well, I heard the decision would be by June first, but perhaps there is a meeting June first. I don't know. Okay, I, I heard there's a meeting June first. I I don't know if that's I can't confirm that or deny that. So if they say, hey, if they announce next week, Fargo's on, yeah, is there going to be enough time to get, get the get the Askin Wrestling Academy troop in Ab shape and ready to go? Absolutely. We, we announced we're opening June 1st. Um, so last week, the Wisconsin governor kind of let us do whatever the heck we want. Um, he said, what was it, last Wednesday, they said businesses are free to open. We figured it probably wasn't. I know, I know some, a few of them opened up like the next day, and the bars were packed that night. We thought it was a little wise to kind of hold back and, and see what happens before we get cranking up. Yeah, yeah. Huh? Wise, wise of you. Uh, okay. So we'll see. That's that's enough uh, coronavirus discussion, in my opinion. Coronavirus. Yeah. Next up, Oregon State has their coaches, has their staff. Nate Engel, Isaiah Martinez. Been asking you, say you called this. Did you call this? I did. Yeah, Chris Pelton even texted me. He said it was hard to keep a straight face when I said it to him uh, on the show. Yeah, yeah. I guess he must have already been going after him or something. I don't know, but um, it, uh, it makes sense. You know, Isaiah Martinez and Chris Pendleton, not only from the same area, same high school, Lamar in California. Um, so it's interesting that Imar is leaving, leaving Illinois. He was on staff there, but I, I think – it's a really savvy hire from by by Coach Pendleton. One of the yeah. big questions is, you know, okay, 
his training. He was really wrestling well at Illinois. Uh-huh. Um, you know, th- could this be disruptive to that? Um, just thoughts overall on the on the hires there, Ben. Well, that's, that was actually what I asked Chris. I said, well, does that mean, you know, he's going to be done competing? He's just going to coach or is he still going to keep competing? He said he's going to compete through 2021 and then he's going to, you know, kind of decide after that. I don't know what his training situation is going to look like at Oregon State. I mean, they don't really have anyone super great at his weight classes, but I, I guess Illinois didn't have any All-American types either. I mean, the, the Braun Eagles are pretty tough and they had a couple other guys that were, uh, you know, probably high well, yeah, I'm probably got, he's old, older, right? Uh, yeah. Racky's favorite wrestler, Gunther, probably stepped in there and scrapped with him a little bit. Not easy to score on. Yeah, if you wanted to work on scoring against someone who wasn't wrestling. <laughs> uh, maybe I, you they, know what? what if they keep Ian Miller around? I don't think that's Ooh. happening. Okay. You don't I mean, think so? Okay. Well, I I think the the existence of these two would Yeah, be... I don't know. Maybe you can keep him on as a something. volunteer or something. Still give him money. I don't Dang. Know. Imagine those scraps. No, they both get injured. They're both too crazy. <laughs> I'm and Ian Miller would just be like throwing each other on their heads. That uh, would be fun. Well, that yeah. that that not that will be that was fun when they had matches. Incredible, incredible. Yeah. So so Imar goes there, um, and then Nate Engel, I think was a super savvy hire by by Coach Pendleton as well. One of the he's under the radar coach for sure, just because you know he's not a, not a head coach, but to the coaches that know what's going on, he's a great recruiter, absolute hustler, very hard worker, and you know for a first year head coach, I think he'll be a great, um, he'll lend great experience to for Chris and as he tries to start to rebuild Oregon State, which is very much in a, in a rebuild right now. Yeah, but I really think I, I think they can make some moves pretty fast there. Yeah. Um, well, especially, can they steal all the California kids with California not going to school in the fall and not participating in NCAA athletics? Could they just take, like, all the California athletes and say, you know, come here for a semester. If you like it, maybe you can stay. Yeah. Something to that effect. Maybe you'll like Corvallis. Also, we don't know what they're going to do with sports yet there. The, both, I, all, the, all the conferences that those teams are in said that, they, that it was up to the institutions whether they did the athletic events still. Really? Even, yes. though, even though there's no no in person class in classes in person classes, I mean that's a big debate right now because the NCAA president says students have to be back for your school yeah. to do athletics, but then the commissioner of the Big Twelve, Bob Bowlesby, is like that's not true. We could still do <laughs> athletics if we wanted to. So I, these schools and conferences are going to do what whatever the heck they want as long as their government allows them to. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a huge mess. So Engel, um, Pendleton, I'm are all from California. You got to figure this is just a big West Coast push. I feel like that's their. You have to figure that's their recruiting target. It's gonna, just gonna try to yeah. lock down as much of the West Coast as as possible, which makes sense. You know, there's not a lot of options for West Coast kids to go right relative to mm-hmm. relative to the number of participants. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's no other programs in Oregon, none in Washington, none in Idaho. And so just you know, just that little top core. There's some good athletes, that, good wrestlers that come out of that area on a very regular basis. And then obviously you throw in, say, Northern California, um, Montana, part of Nevada, something like that. You, you could have a really, really good, really good space to recruit from. 
and you have two guys from uh, Fresno Valley. I don't know where Nate. I think Nate is from Northern California, but I'm not positive of that. Yeah. But I know, I, I didn't know Nate was from California. That was news, breaking news to me, Christian. Well, I th- hope I didn't make it up, but I'm pretty sure it's true. Okay. <laughs> pretty sure he's told me he grew up in California. Um, so, yeah, excited to see um, what they're able to do there. It's good to have some kind of good forward-moving news. And uh, Illinois now has a big void to fill uh, on their staff because Imar was on staff last year. And then same for Stanford and Coach Borelli, I'm sure – They'll have no, no trouble filling those spots. At least I don't think so. Yeah. Um, is is uh, IMR is getting married, and I think she was from California also, right? So that's probably another reason that they want to start heading back that direction. Okay. I didn't realize that. I, yeah. I, I, thought, I thought that was what I heard. So, okay. Other, other re- unrelated news, but wrestling news, sort of. <laughs> Henry Cejudo. Have we talked about Henry saying that he put it on someone? And then that well, <laughs> apparently it was Dayton Fix. How'd you get this information, Christian? Well, everyone told me it was Dayton Fix. Who's everyone? Apparently, I think Chael said it on his show. Oh, I don't, don't tell Chael, but I didn't listen to that show. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah, Chael. Because I, I sent a tweet that said what Henry said, and everyone's like, Chael already said it was Dayton Fix. Really? So was it, is it was it as recently as last year? I don't I think I feel like there was a a picture released of them training at Oklahoma State last year after he made the team, after Dayton made the team. Oh. So hmm. But you know what? If it's after he makes the team, I mean, just what are your overall thoughts on that? I mean, it's 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 you know, a training yeah. situation, right? So it's tra- it's a training situation which we know like for example, a guy like Jake Herbert he lost to everybody. He couldn't beat anybody in training. Yeah. Um, and so obviously he's training number two. How big was Henry at the time? That that would be a big question to me um, because obviously, you know, at those smaller weight classes, 10, 15 pounds, that makes a gigantic difference, right? So if, say, you know, for Henry's being a 135, and for him to cut to, say, cut water weight and get it on 135, he's somewhere 50. around 150. Mm-hmm. Well, if he's got to do it for 125, he's probably going to be in the – Mid to high 130s, a mid to high 130s Henry and a 150 Henry. Those are like two different people. So yeah, um, yeah, I think that would be interesting. I, I don't know the answer to that. Um, so yeah, and who? Yeah, also who knows? Because maybe he hopped in like at at the end. Like yeah. I always surmise that's what Gable did to his guys, right? Christian, he waited until they get tired, <laughs> and then he hopped in and just beat their ass like you the bigger think? guys. I yeah, I I think. You have to assume there was a weight difference. The The picture is of with Hayes, John Smith, Dayton, and Henry Cejudo. It's so before you, Final X, too. So you got to figure they brought in two hammers to roll with Dayton and get him ready. Dayton is probably coming down in weight. Um, yeah. Whereas, so I don't actually put much stock in it. And I think he looks pretty big. Henry looks thick with two C's. So I, I, <laughs> I don't put a ton of stock in, in Henry saying that. And I, I wouldn't put him in the top three at 57 kilograms just because in a practice match against Dayton fix, he won weighing who knows but how much I, I, I neglect that. He, he can't even make 57 kg morning of du- double morning of Christian. He can't do it. It's impossible. I just throw that out. I don't think it's impossible, but I think it, Henry, 
It's impossible, Chris. If, the man almost died making 125 the day before. I, you know, he missed weight three times. He Henry is not small. Henry, he's thick. He's a kind of a big human being. Well, well, when I you guess. compare him to other 125, <laughs> 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 what human beings are we comparing? When you compare him to children, he is a large human being. Yeah. No, I know. I know the cut was has been really really hard for him uh, in the past yeah so anyway i i don't put a ton of stock in it no matter what you know let's see him because when, when he wrestled tony ramos he couldn't beat him when tony you know yeah. tony never that was in 20 that might have been tony's best year that was the year he uh almost beat rahimi at worlds i think or it was like that season i can't remember we tried to watch. yeah do you remember that disaster yes. well i forget they didn't even have what was it Aegon? Yeah, that, I think. Uh, uh, that was after my departure from Aegon. So I they had a the world. I still never got my refund for the thing. It didn't It didn't work at all. But um, it was a sick card. Pico Metcalf. I still have. How has no one put those on YouTube or anything? Those matches are just like. I don't on, think I, I've ever seen it. I don't think I've seen it ever. Well, I paid for it. Uh, and Bracky and, I tried to, <laughs> Bracky and I tried to watch it at a hotel because we were at Folk Nationals. Yeah. At you and I. Yeah, we get to see. We, it. we tried to watch it down the road. I know. Cedar Rapids. That was a thought. We almost, we almost did. That's actually why we were there because, like, we're like, hey, maybe we'll, maybe we will be streaming it. Who knows? So we kind of booked it and, like, maybe we'll be able to do both. And then like, we tried to watch it at the hotel. Internet oh, wasn't right. good. We're like, we'll go to Starbucks. And then we realized it wasn't the internet that yeah. we couldn't. That's yeah, the reason we couldn't watch it. <laughs> And then the Starbucks was closed at like 6 p.m. also, so we were in the parking lot trying to make it work. Wow. Good times. Wow. Um, okay. That is funny. Oh, one other thought I had about the, you know, last chance Jordan retired twice in his prime. We were talking about, you know, Kale retired right after he won the Olympics. And th- what I forgot was Dan Gable. Retiring at like 48, 49 from coaching, very, mm-hmm. very young. Um, just the, uh, I mean, you know, Jordan said like like winning has a cost, and like the what how he was yeah, referring how he was referring to it in that context was about this is what this is the kind of teammate he was. Like, yeah, you know what? There's maybe I wasn't the easiest teammate, but there's a cost. But like, there's also a very clear cost for the emotional toll of winning and, and sustained excellence that had on yeah. Michael Jordan and Dan Gable alike that got them out of sport. Par- partially it was you had to figure Dan Gable's overall mobility and health kept him up. But I I think the emotional toll and the mental toll that of coaching had to p- play a huge role in that as well. Yeah, I, I think the emotional toll of coaching is way harder than the emotional toll of – uh, competing because oh what gosh. I mean, obviously when you're competing, it is you. I mean, it's like I'm retired. I don't have to worry about you know my weight constantly or this or that or training situations. And yeah, there's a lot of stress that comes off the board. But then coaching, man, there's so many things that you. I mean, you're kind of like uh, you're the emotional point that all everyone on the team looks to that they want reassurance from. That you're helping all of their issues, you know, especially at the, you know, at a club level, it's one thing because a lot, especially with a lot of young kids, I don't deal with that. Some of the high school kids, I help them out a lot, but at a college level, I mean, Gable's probably hearing all of it mm-hmm. all the time, and he's dealing with that 
not tw- literally 24-7, 365. If it's July 17th in the summer and Terry Brands is a problem, he's probably calling Dan Gable. Yeah. I mean, it's a, yeah. it's a full-time thing. There, there's no time off for that. And, you know, I, I remember watching, like, post-NCAA championship interviews, like, right after, okay, your team won, Kale, your team won, Tom Rance. And it's always, even though they just won the biggest thing ever, it's not like a football game where, okay, your right tackle was a total abomination that game and did bad. It's still fine because you won the game. That was the whole point, right? Whereas with this, it's like, okay, yeah, we won. in you know, Penn State wins in 2013, but David Taylor's heartbroken. That you got USF have so, such strong emotional connections <laughs> yeah. with guys on your team that it's hard to have that full victorious experience knowing, man, yeah, this is great, but you know, Daniel Dennis just lost to Jason Ness and David Taylor lost to Kyle Dagan. It's like and you see it in these coaches that how hard that is. And then you think of someone like Gable, who was maybe and you know, we don't know exactly how, how Kale does it, but it's probably somewhat similar. Gable was so maniacally and individually driven to focus yeah. on each of his guys, in particular his 10 guys, that that has, that has to be just so much more difficult. You can't just – and maybe, you know, some of the coaches that have a more laissez-faire approach, they can do it longer because you could say they're not doing it right. Maybe they're doing it right for their own emotional well-being, but they're not doing it right in terms of maximizing the potential out of their squad. Out of their squad. <clears throat> yeah, the, the other thing I was thinking, Christian, as, as you were talking about, you know, like winning a football game and it being over, and you're talking, I, I think at least you were talking kind of like about the NCAA championships, is like how tired those coaches are by the end of the championships, oh. you know, when they've been up late, helping guys cut weight, up early, getting guys on the scale, coaching all day long. I mean, at the end of those three days, it's like a knockdown, drag out marathon. And it's just, it's almost just like you just want to go relax. Yeah, yeah. Just just like being at the tournament is exhausting and like covering it. Can you imagine the ebbs and flows of a tournament? And you experience all of those with the coach. And everyone, there's highs and lows for every NCAA tournament. There isn't a 10 NCAA champ team. Uh, you know, the closest, yeah. the closest amazing, you know, I, I can imagine Kale after the 2017, you know, when they went five for five mm-hmm. as, as close as they can uh-huh. get. And even, even still, there was – I'm sure some disappointment somewhere. While we're talking about Penn State real quick, we had mentioned Anthony Kassar, uh, whether he was wrestling. Uh, the Ninny Lion Wrestling Club announced him as an athlete uh, on Friday. Really? So, so that's interesting. The interview we did do with him was a few days after they canceled NCAA, so they didn't have – like they hadn't pushed Olympic, right. Olympic trials back yet. Um, so maybe the pushback of trials changed his mind. I think that's good. I want to see what he can do. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's almost crazy. You forget that Gable retired so young. I mean, even yeah. when you just said that, Christian, I'm kind of like, yeah, he did. And I may, may, and so I don't know why there's that perception. I guess maybe because it was because he had such a long streak of winning. I mean, they won, what, 24 conference titles or something like that. So you, you kind of forget that he started so early, and that was one of the reasons he went on so long. And then obviously – he had the hip issues, but shit, I got the hip issues, and I'm only 35. So I mean, you know, that kind of maybe made him seem older. Um, but yet, it's almost like when you say that, it kind of sounds strange, but obviously, it's it's correct. Yeah, and it wasn't like you know, okay, well, 
winnings getting harder or whatever. They they won national championships after he was gone too, so the cupboard wasn't bare. Yeah. They went out, you know, with his maybe his best team. I know Barry Davis believes the eighty <laughs> I think the eighty three team was their best team. But uh, you know, debatably the ninety seven team's the best team of all time. So they went yeah. out like that. You can't do much better than, better than that for for Coach Gable. But it was it is when you think about it, like Tom Brands, I think, would be retired by now, right? If he were if he retired at Dan Gable's age or close to it. Um, is, is Tom Brands fifty? Maybe not. Fifty two. He'd been gone. Oh wow! Right. So yeah, think, that, think yeah, about that. That's crazy because Tom Brands doesn't feel that old to me. I don't know. Wow, is that weird how your perceptions mess with you sometimes? Yeah, I mean, if Tom Brands retired three years ago, you'd be like, what? That, that would just be an unthinkable thing. It like, would. Yeah, yeah, he's done coaching. I mean, how old's Kale? Kale's got to be in well, his co- 40s. N- n- barely, I bet. But when you think about Tom, let's just talk about, when you think about Tom Brands, about just 40. Be, about to be 41. Yeah, when you think about Tom Brands, though, Christian, it's like, I don't really foresee his retirement anytime soon. No. Do you? Of course, of like, course not. If I said Tom Brands is done in two years, you're like, no, no way. He's going longer than that. I mean, uh, yeah, he feels really young to me. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't see, I don't see him. I don't see, I mean, imagine if Kale retired in eight years or seven, mm-hmm. seven years. That would be totally unthinkable, right? Yeah. But you, you never know. Huh. You never know either. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's just interesting to think about that. I thought about, um, I knew there was a Gable point I wanted to discuss with, with the last cha- last dance, um, anyways. So that was that. Um, hey, so you guys got me wanting to really see Henry wrestle someone. Can you guys set it up or something, dude? You can't get people to wrestle. <laughs> no one wants to wrestle. It's Come on, un- bro. I, Even, I like, told you guys. We're I like, told you guys I'd wrestle a bear, Christian. <laughs> get it set up. <laughs> Listen, bears are um, are harder to, harder and harder to come by these days since uh, Joe Exotic got locked up. You just can't find <laughs> the the big scary animals. Um, Wait, so, I didn't even think about that. Go go to um, when he went. What's that? What's the fishing guys? Call him up. The fishing guy from Joe Exotic. Oh, jo- Jeff. Oh, Jeff Lowe. Jeff Lowe. Uh, yeah, call call Jeff Lowe up. Get him to bring a bear down. They're he, uh, they're back open. He'd be down. The zoo's back open. Good, good as it should be. Um, I thought, <laughs> yeah, okay. I know. I would. I we have been trying to get uh, some matches together, but getting people to agree to wrestle them is the hard part. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe not. But we all, we, I guess, we can't complain too much if you'll wrestle a bear. We'll take it. I yeah, don't so wrestling you, so you, bad. I watched you. You just got to get Nomad in. You got to get Nomad in, Christian. I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't make Nomad Force wrestle. Him. Force him. I can't. Force him or fire him. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes. Do that'd be, it. That'd be terrible. <laughs> um, it's funny. He listens to the show and he'll chat me points about uh, some things, but whenever we talk about this, silence. Yeah, he knows. He knows. He's gone <laughs> radio silent. That's fine. Um, okay, Brett Unger to Cornell. Um, give us the rundown on this, uh, what this means for Cornell, Unger, etc. Kyle Brack. Well, Cornell now has five uh, top 100 commits in the class of 2021, uh, which puts them ahead of Oklahoma State, who has four. 
um, looking to go Oklahoma State looking to go back to back recruiting titles. Oh, this is a good get for Cornell, um, adding to their lightweight depth. Uh, Unger was a New Jersey State champ two years ago, and then went to Notre Dame, Green Pond, and Pennsylvania last year, where he was thirty lost to Gary Steen in a tiebreaker semifinal. Uh, I believe he beat him in the Ironman finals. So th- those two kind of went back and forth all year. Um, so it was just kind of a coin flip match. But it, I mean, it's, it's interesting, though, because Cornell has two other guys, um, Nico Provo and I believe Vince Cornella, um, who are projected around the same weight, 25-33s, mm-hmm. uh, already committed in this class. And then you look, they signed Greg D in the last class. And what's Vito have two years left? Yeah. Um, so, mm-hmm. I mean, they, I don't want to say it's a log jam, but they have uh, good depth there now. Well, one thing Cornell's been able to do is they can they can juggle lineups pretty well for an Ivy League with with the uh, um, gap year at, at uh, what's it called Finger Lakes mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Yep. And I, I think back like 2011, 2012 when they had Caleb Richardson, Bricker Dixon, and uh, Nashawn Garrett all there at the lightweights. It's like, oh, who's going to be there at 25? And no one really thought it was going to be Nashawn. And then, poof, he ends up being a four-time All-American NCAA champion, total hammer for mm-hmm. for Cornell. So getting the depth, no no one at that point in time would have said, yeah, Nashawn will be your guy. But maybe just playing a – let's just get a bunch in here and just figure it out with the rest. And, you know, Brick, uh, Richardson ended up going to – did he end up – at Penn, eventually? I think I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, Richardson? I, I yeah. Yeah, I believe Richardson did, yeah. So, you know, it's a strategy that Coach Cole has utilized in the past with, with success, so I can see that. And, um, yeah, Cornell versus Oklahoma State for the recruiting battle right now. Yeah, it's it's definitely on, I would say. Um, yeah, give us the Oklahoma State, who, they, who they've landed so far. This so past. Oklahoma State has number nine, uh, Travis, Master Giovanni, Trevor was in the class of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, then Kyle Haas. Um, Tyler Caldwell's brother. Right. From he Kansas. Is a huge person. Yes, he is a massive person. He's I remember. Lo- Mike, you Henry. Remember? Mike Henry. <laughs> we, yes, him and Henry. He's a regular Henry Cejudo, that one. <laughs> yeah, he wrestled 220 last year. I saw him. He is the Henry Cejudo of high school 220. We saw Kyle at, um, it was a couple years ago. Were you with us? When we went to Oklahoma State, and they were like, oh. he was so big, and he was an eighth grader. No, I saw him, Nomad and I saw him at Tulsa. So we went and did, like, we'd go to Tulsa Nationals, and then there was an Oklahoma State duel. So we would do Tulsa Nationals Friday, Saturday, Oklahoma State duel Sunday. And we saw Tyler Caldwell, and Nomad was talking to him. He's like, what are you doing here? Just down here watching? And he's like, oh, no, my stepbrother or whatever is wrestling. And then <laughs> he comes back to the booth with – Kyle, who was in eighth grade and was literally the size of Caldwell. Yes, he was huge. And anyways, uh, I went to Oklahoma State one time, and he was there in the room or something. I don't know if he was vi- it was a visit or whatever. He I was, he looked like a college kid. And they're like, yeah, he's an eighth grader. They're like, and they're like, and they're like, he's pretty good. He's gonna be a really good one. And it turns out he is number ten on the big board. And mm-hmm. so he'll, I imagine he'll be a heavyweight. When the when the time yeah, comes, I, I would think so. He'll for be, sure. he'll, be isn't, a, he'll be a terror. Isn't Ferrari going to be a heavyweight? They'll figure it out. Who knows? <laughs> Ferrari, I think. 
I I wouldn't be surprised if they had Ferrari go down. And didn't that Con- isn't that Connor Doucette a heavyweight also? Uh, right. I they, they I signed would, him, didn't they? Yeah, I don't. He's a tweener in my like. I could see him going down too. He's not huge. He's not super okay. tall. Um, then they had so that's that's two top ten guys, and then at number fifteen they have Victor Voinovich um, from Brecksville, Ohio, just committed about a month ago. Yeah, he saw how good he was at who's number one deck. Jesse Vasquez, the four time California State champ, and then uh, a little bit smaller guy Teague Travis out of Missouri. Mm. Dang, Teague's grow Teague's growing. I don't think he's that small anymore. Forty-five. Yeah, I guess it is a little bit bigger. Yeah, yeah. He growing. was a lightweight. He has grown. Teague's dad was my chiropractor. Really? He wrestled in Mizzou. Nice. Well, good. Yeah, he's from uh, Arc City, Kansas. Pinned everyone in the first period of the senior high school state championship. He like to remind us all the time. <laughs> <laughs> While he's adjusting you, I right, contrast that with Cornell's. Um, so that's class. that's four in the top fifty-six for Oklahoma. State, and then uh, mm-hmm. the top-ranked recruit for Cornell is number seventeen, Ryan Sokol. Uh, if you remember, he was committed to Iowa for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, then number thirty-three, Brett Unger, who just committed. Vince Cornella, uh, one of the other maybe twenty-five, thirty-threes from uh, Colorado at sixty-one. And then uh, Nico Provo uh, out of Connecticut wrestled one twenty, Fargo finalist. And then uh, Justin Mays out of Ohio at number 88, uh, 182-pounder last season. So Oklahoma State definitely a huge, pretty big lead right yeah, now. Yeah, I think so. When compared you, to that class. You have two in the yeah. top 10 and then uh, another top 15 guy. So I, I would say that that's a big lead for Oklahoma State. I, I concur. A lot, of t- a lot of big guys for Oklahoma State in the 2020 and 2021 and a lot of small guys for Cornell in the 2020 and 2021. Maybe they're tired of, of all the bulk jobs. They're just going to get actual. <laughs> We're going to go for real heavyweights. We're just going to get real big people. <laughs> Not make Austin Schaefer be a heavyweight. You know, it's, it's actually worked out pretty well for him. Okay, so mm-hmm. um, that's a little recruiting news. We dropped NCAA rankings because why not? Try and stop us. I, what, what else? I saw this. Yeah, good, good. We put it on the I internet. I texted you. For that I texted you. Reason. Where's Nick Suriano? <laughs> That was a question. That was a common question I got. Where's Nick Suriano? Are you not ranking him? Do you know something? Well, Coach Goodell came on the show, um, the Bader show, and says, I have no idea. So if he has no idea, certainly we don't have any idea. And someone I, should hit DS, drop his DMs. Listen, all right, here, here's, the, here's the rundown. I don't think a, a decision has been made yet for what Nick Suriano is going to do. He could take another Olympic, okay. right? That is an option. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he could say, you know what, I'm done with NCAA wrestling. He could make that decision. Or he could come back. So he's got three choices, and they play it close to the vest. And I think when it's decision time, they'll make a decision. I don't – I personally – just my personal opinion, I don't think he's done with college wrestling. I think we'll eventually see him back in the mix. I think that will be, be awesome. I know they really want to make the <clears throat> Olympic team. This uh, in 2021, that's their priority. So, if they think that taking another Olympic is the way to do that, then maybe they do that. But when you say when you say they, who exactly? Team Suriano. Team Suriano. Okay, Team Suriano. All right, yeah. all right, got it, got it. Should we okay. send someone to Paramus, kind of like Ed Warder used to do with Brett Favre in Mississippi? Yes. Who should we send? <laughs> maybe we can hire a. Uh, 
uh, a private detective who kind of follows Sergio Ryan around because he's been traveling a lot. Well, he, well, I don't know if he's traveling a lot right he's now. He's been going off off the grid though on Instagram. Yeah, he hasn't posted since March twenty mm. third. He just lays low. We need, yeah, we, he, we need to he's send. He's still a, on a the gram though. I see him. I see him. Uh, uh, I see him. He makes little story posts. He looks at my story, so I know he's he has a, he has cell phone access still. But I know he trains a lot at the NYC <laughs> RTC. He does not train at the NJRTC anymore. That is that is for sure. A little falling just, out there. Or that's something. it. That is an interesting uh, storyline there. Yeah. What is he going to if, do? If, yeah. If we if we could get actually more of the story, but it seems like everyone's kind of I don't want to say hush hush, but they're kind of quiet about it. They're not talking too much. Well, the the rumor mill, if we're fine with that, is it, it stems from NATO coming to the room for, you know, Reese, I think wisely, bringing in additional training partners. I think that wasn't taken the right way when it happened, mm. is my, oh. my understanding. Okay. I didn't know this, Christian. You're breaking news to me right now. There you go. Consider it broken. Awesome. Broken. So, so yeah, no... Nikki, Nikki, no news. Nikki, nobody knows. We don't know what he's doing. <laughs> we'll find out. Um, Thirty-three is was once again. Man, can you imagine if he was in there? It'll it'll be the toughest weight again next year, probably with Seriously. or without Suriano. If Sebastian stays down, which I'm not confident is going to happen. Um, <laughs> what? Wait, you think he's going to forty-one? Oh, <laughs> dude, look 40, at his forty-one is going to be a challenge, Ben. 41 will not be easy seen. for this young what does, man. What's his, what's his Instagram handle? Listen. I'm what should I look right up? Now. Um, his, it's Sebastian, oh, it on, uh, Sebastian Rivera. Here, he just sent it to you. He's a, don't Sebastian look at, okay. two N's. Yeah. Two, two A's. In Rivera. He's pretty, yeah, big, look, he's pretty big. He's thick, thick bass. <laughs> he's, he's like a, he's a full mackerel. He's a, he's a tuna. He's a tuna. So I, I just think... <laughs> I think he's 41. I dude, if he went 49, you know, I kind of joked about it on Instagram, but you never know. He's a he's he's just grown in thickness and otherwise. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if he goes 41. Dude, how fire is a Yanni versus Sebastian Rivera match? Well, there was always a rumor that Yanni was going up. Has that not been taken off the board or what? I wouldn't take it off the board. I I. I think he'll go wherever is best for the team. I don't. I doubt Yanni particularly feels strongly about one weight versus the other. His his own personal prospects. I think he would win. I think forty nine is maybe. I don't know. My, tell me what you think, Ben. Which is a harder let me, let weight? Me pull, let me pull the rankings up real quick. Yeah, pull them I, up. I was looking at the. I was looking at the junior big board. So so my thought. With 41, if Yanni goes there, Jay Nyman, Nick Lee, and then uh, let's let's say. Well, are, are, we, are we 100% that Jay Nyman is going 141? Has that been settled? That is what he said to me with his words okay. <laughs> um, this year. So Okay, fair enough. But obviously things could change. And, and, you know, he wasn't on the Iowa wrestling team at that point. He was just at Iowa. And maybe Tom will yeah. say, need you at 49, son. And he'll say, yes, Kyle. Coach Brands, I will do that. Um, yeah, but at that point in time, Jaden wanted to be a forty-one pounder. That's like he's like, I'm not big. Okay. I don't want to go forty-nine. So, okay. but he can he can be grown. You never know. So let's say let's assume it's Yanni, Jaden, Nick Lee, and Sebastian Rivera. I'll just say oh, it. Man. I don't 
I don't. That's a total rumor, but I could see him going forty-one. He said, "Don't rule it out." So I'm I don't not think that's a rumor. I think I think I think you're starting this rumor. Well, he no, no he, he said, said it. it to Bader after um after he won <sighs> Big Tens. I think uh, someone asked him about moving up, and he's like, "Everyone keeps talking about me moving up." He's like, "It's still a cut. It's still a cut, guys." Yeah. And I, th- I could have sworn he he was on that's Bader not, still not That's not saying he's going to no, move no, no. up. He is, no, he said it on the Bader show then, too. You're, you're right. He did. Because yeah. he's like, I remember he blows okay. up like a, uh, what do you like call it? Like a stink it? bug? Stink bug, I think, yeah. Say so he blows up like stink a stink bug. bug. He yeah. said he might go 41 next year. Yeah, he, he no, he did. It. He 100% did. How about you support your friend Mark mm-hmm. Bader? And watch every single <laughs> one. Uh, it's, it's just one thing. I was on a show So many Bader shows. It's hard to keep up with all of them, but I do know that he yeah. said he blows up like a stink bug and he might go 141. So if he does That's that, fair. what what would be a harder weight to win for Yanni? One with Nick Lee, Jaden, Seabass, or one with Sasso, O'Connor, Mahler, Lou Allen, Lee? I, th- I think you'd say 41's tougher. I, mean, I would say 41's much tougher. Now the question um, is for Cornell, how does that shift their lineup? Do they go... Do they insert Saunders at 141 then? Yeah, that's... I can't imagine him making 33. He's yeah, a, I think that's what they even do. Even though he's not tall, he's a he's a big, big dude. Nomad did the Cornell lineup look and had Yanni moving up. Okay, we yeah. should just find think, find out. I think Yanni moves up, and then Saunders at 41. So, all right, here, Nomad's projection is Lejoy. Again at twenty five, then Vito thirty three, forty one Saunders, forty nine Yanni. I think that feels because I don't know who would go forty nine for them if not. Uh, I think that Hunter John. Richard is yeah. back. He's solid, but he yeah yeah he's back. And then what about Yipuzin. um? Okay, yeah, that's the I one fifty seven for me is their one where they don't really. I mean, Yipuzin, I guess maybe could develop into something, but that's the one way where they're like. They probably need a, an upgrade. Yeah, well, my, my thought is, where's Vito going to go? If Vito, I could see Vito going 25 again. I heard, mm-hmm. I I don't think that's ruled out. And I think he might, I think he'd do great at either way, but yeah, I think 25 is just a more guaranteed, very high placement, whereas 33 is going to be much more difficult, even if Seabass goes up. And yeah. so I think Vito should just go wherever he's best and not try to, okay, where does Dom go? I think he should just go wherever he's best. And if if 33 is not great, then that's probably worth it Ooh. for the extra points he'll score at 25. Yeah, And, and maybe maybe Vito goes 25 for one more year, and then Greg, you know, just two years from now, Greg moves in. Exactly. Then you got Sebastian's gone, Michik's gone, DeSanto's gone. Um, and so you got, I don't want to say it clears all the way out, but it kind of clears out. How scary is it that Vito's only a so- going into his sophomore year? That seems weird. He looked at, he so, lucked out big time with that red shirt. Mm-hmm. Jeez, mm-hmm. him, Makai, Yanni, Nick. So, yeah. so that's um, that's it's hey, interesting. Why Go ahead. Why didn't you guys put uh, Etchemendi on here? He hasn't wrestled a college match. How could you? Where would you rank him? You can't rank. You have to have wrestled. Put him in there. Matches. These are based no. on results, Ben. He based hasn't beaten what? anybody. Those are fake rankings. Oh. Those are those would be predictions. You could probably look elsewhere for those. Oh man. Well, okay, fine, guys. He's he gonna go, dude. Oh man, how about that at forty-one? If he's now, it's it's probably putting the cart way in front of the horse, but it's fun to do. 
How much more interesting does he make 141 if he's in there? Mm-hmm. So we yeah, shall see. He's probably 41, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here's a here's Ooh. a question. Thinking about Oklahoma State, their best lineup. It's it's often been tossed about Dayton fix one twenty five. Fix at one twenty five. Yeah. Could he mm-hmm. do it? I don't know if it's the move. I know if he could do it, you know, in a healthy way to where he could sustain it all year, maybe pitch count him. It it would be really interesting. He's obviously a title contender. Um He's on the short list of people that could give Spencer a match in in wrestling, right? Yeah. So it would be really interesting. Uh-huh. But but what that frees up for Oklahoma State, uh, ben, ben, what big, big yawn from Ben? Ashton. I had a yawn. Leave me alone. Why are you picking on me? You even threw the voice, the vocal vocal <laughs> effect in there too. I liked it. No. Um, so imagine Dayton twenty five, Cade Brock thirty three. G41, Boo49 is a really salty start to their lineup uh, next yeah. year if they can do it. Whereas if Dayton goes 33 again, which I, th- I think probably is probably the best move for him. Um, but Dayton is, Dayton is making 125 day of or two hour before for yes. freestyle. So it's not yes. like that's all that crazy to think about. No, it's not crazy. And during his redshirt year, he went 25. But mm-hmm. I th- I think it is a difficult a difficult uh, weight yeah. cut for him, and to do it it's one thing to do it for final X you do it you know two or three times is one thing but when you're doing it Friday and Sunday for a couple weeks in a yeah. row and back to back days multiple times a season that that would be difficult. well I, I think you said pitch count him I think I think that's the right idea you just you make him make it you know I don't know five to ten times you know but. Probably almost twenty weigh-ins in a college season. You probably make, make half that, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it would be yeah. wise um, if they want to do it. I think that would probably be the best way to do it. I don't know. Maybe, but you Definitely. know, what? another. On the other hand, I say that, and like Jay Jaggers, he always talks about how like the early cut was like super tough for him, and he was like bouncing and yo-yoing like crazy, and then towards the end, it was like um, it was different. He would be able to like. Yeah. It would be like way under on the day of. So yes. I don't know. I don't know what to make of it now. I don't know if it would. Well, have I mean, that I, th- I think I think Jay probably got big during the summers. They probably liked to eat or something, right? <laughs> Jay he Jay got a little just... bigger, and then he had to get smaller. And so by the time he got smaller, it was better. But I, I mean, from what I've seen in Dayton, Dayton's day is like really, really lean. 365 days a year. Have you ever yeah. seen Dayton fat? I never, I never seen no. it. No, no. Never even in his face. Yeah. It's like yeah. it's, Dayton either has like a lean face or like a sucked in face. He never like gets puffy. <laughs> um, puffy at all. So that it will be, you know, Oklahoma State once again, when you have as many good wrestlers as they tend to have, they have a lot of lineup flexibility. And uh, so I'm curious to see what – what decisions they make for their for their lightweights because they're gonna be good and I'm excited to see Cade Brock back. I don't care what you say, Ben. I love Cade Brock and love watching him wrestle. He's a beast. oh listen, he's a, he's a fun guy to wrestle, a fun guy to watch wrestle. I'm just saying he's probably never gonna win a national title. Yeah, I'm. You know, I've. Are you willing I've, to admit that now? I've come to terms <laughs> with that. Yet I know that it's not true and that he will win. Um, <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, probably those days have those days have passed. Hey guys, are we gonna do this duel today, or are we gonna push it to tomorrow? Because if we're gonna do it, we should probably get started. 
Well, I I don't know. Um, we could we could talk a little bit more about NCAA rankings if we want, and then if we have time, we have time. If we don't, we can go to questions, and that's okay too. Okay, it's kind of my. We, let's do it tomorrow. I'm okay. I'm in for rankings. I was pretty excited to see him. Good. Yeah, I was too. And what what is exciting or interesting to me is this team race, which looks so different and yet similar because we have Iowa at the top, the preseason number one. They were not the preseason number one last year. It was Penn State by a lot, and everyone picked Penn State to win. And then things changed, and it was Iowa was a prohibitive favorite by, I don't know, December. So Cornell mm-hmm. comes in at number two, Michigan number three. Obviously, those teams checked in at 18 and 19 at our last rankings update. But so they were... Of course. We yeah. know. They're the Olympic, Olympic redshirting teams. Yes, they were. The heavy Olympic yeah. redshirting teams. And it's interesting. Michigan, we talked a lot about Cornell's lineup. Michigan's lineup is, is interesting as well because we ranked Amin, Miles Amin, at 74 when I think a lot of us kind of think he might be going up. I think he's going Cam up. Cam Massa at 65. And Massa at 65, and I think he's going to go up to make room for Cam Amin. And mm-hmm. my question for you, Ben Askren, even though you you were maybe a little uh, a little uh, bit of a, an what Amin hater. What are you accusing hater. me of? Yeah, a mean hater, you know, a little bit. That's you not know, true. When we had I this... made a simple statement that is very – listen, oh, my gosh – you guys could get yell at me because three time I said three time NCAA champion and Hodge winner Alex Deringer was better than Miles Amin. Oh, it wasn't better. Break. It wasn't better. It was the overall dismissal of Miles Amin that that um. Got you guys had him ranked like ten spots higher than Alex Deringer. It was absurd. Okay, so at one seventy four <laughs> or eighty four, I I honestly think Miles is my pick to win the weight. At either weight class, one eighty four. I think he's the favorite at one eighty four. I mean, one eighty four is interesting because we didn't get to see how this was going to play out at the NCAA tournament. Um, and then obviously you had Max Dean back into the mix, but you know Aaron Brooks. You guys have him all the way down there at six. I, I think he was your pick, right, Christian? I was going to pick him to win the NCAA two A wrestling tournament. Yes. <clears throat> yeah. So. I mean, it, it would be interesting to see how that, that one plays out with those guys. Yeah, and then you obviously add Miles Amin. That, that weight class is really interesting. I don't know. I'm curious. What do you think about the Amin-Kemmer matchup? Well, I don't think he's going to be there. I think he's going to be the next weight class. I know. It, indulge me, Ben. You know, there's some hypotheticals that happen <laughs> in the show. I should have warned you. But, um, yeah, I just, I'm just i curious what, how you think that match would go. Uh, I think I'd probably lean towards Amin. He's really, really good defensively. Even even Mark Hall and, and Zahid Valencia have had a hard time scoring on him. I don't quite think Kemmer is as dynamic as, as Zahid. So, um, I mean, if you guys if you guys are calling me crazy for thinking Deeringer's better than Amin, surely you guys don't think Deeringer's not as good as Michael Kemmerer. So, well, I, I think, think we got to think... I think folk style freestyle was the my point with with daring or Amin, and my folk style freestyle will be my point here. I think I think it is a close match with with Michael Kemmer. I think Kemmer could definitely go with him. Mm-hmm. I think your points are true that Kemmer is, I mean, off, offensively super gifted, but is he Zahid level? Who is? No, probably not. So I think the points will come. But then again, he is really dynamic. He is really good um, at getting the legs and scoring. Could pace be a thing for for Kimmer? I don't know, but um, 
I think I think Kimmer is maybe a bigger obstacle than anyone at 84, but 84 is overall much deeper, much tougher weight class. Yeah, much deeper. Mm-hmm. It's, I agree. It's I, I, think, I, I think it means going up. I think mass is going up. I think mass slots in pretty well at – um, 174, despite, you know, he, he hasn't had success really. He had a lot of success his freshman year, which we can make up his brackets, and then had, didn't really have a lot of success for that. But I think he slots in pretty well here. The other guy I, I'm really excited to see is Carter Starokey. Uh I loved him at Southern Scuffle. He looked great. I think he can go with when – I, when I see these guys above him, I think he can go with – you know, really the only one I put way above him is Michael Kemmer, and then I put Mike Lab, Mikey Labriola above him. This is this is given that Miles Amin is moving up. Um and then I would say like Massa Starokey. And then I, I kind of feel like Caleb Romero Valencia is like next after that. I agree with that percent or that um, assessment. I think it's Kimmer. Man, I think I think Starocky Labriola is a really interesting match yeah. right now. I yeah. know I'm maybe again cart ahead of the horse, but I'd I'd watch Starocky. I thought this guy's the next, you know, NCAA champion for Penn State. Not the next one, but is going to be one for Penn State. Now, is he going to be able to do it at a super young age? I don't know. But the track record with Penn State is their their guys are really good yes. as freshmen frequently. Yes. So I think he's mm-hmm. going to – I think he'll definitely be in the mix. But what is interesting, speaking of Penn State, is that they find themselves ranked fifth in the preseason. Now, this is the pre-preseason. And you guys say, okay, well, they're probably not going to be fifth. I certainly would not predict them to get fifth. But where are the spots? And this was the discussion we were having a lot last year when I was trying to explain yeah. uh, how Penn State may be still in the team race mix. And we never found out if I was right or wrong, uh, ultimately. <laughs> <laughs> Bracky, Bracky, you want to enlighten this man? You see what uh, you see what Chinzo said Chinzo, on the beta Chinzo show. Chinzo had my back. Chinzo, an unbiased party, said they would have won. Ben, so I'm sorry. He did. He was, yeah, he did. He said was he pulling? Was he pulling a Bubba J and drinking on the show? He actually no, he wasn't drinking, but he did take a sip out of a coffee mug. It was very, it was very, uh, it was some cocky. It was cool stuff. He took a sip out of a mug. He's like, we would have won, we would have won. <laughs> nice. So, uh, Ross okay, wait, on hey. Facebook is claiming that Michael Kimmer is going one eighty four, Brand seventy four, and Assad redshirt. Oh my gosh! That's hey, how about that? What if? What if we just had a, some breaking news? Michael Kimmer is huge. I remember seeing him last year. I was like, that dude, he could be like a a, a just fine uh, 84 pounder. So is Ross Patton, get a mean, is yeah. he in the know? Do you guys know yeah, he's Ross an Iowa Patton guy? Character? Does yeah. he know he's talking about or is he? He does, okay. Yeah, he's an Iowa guy. Um, that's a guy, I think that's a good, uh, that's a good lineup switch for Iowa. Yep, give Acid, uh, Assad a year. Sorry, I call him that. Um, and then yeah. get Nelson in the mix. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Nice. I like it. It's I like it. Solid too. move. Solid move. Hey, let me. Let me I got some. I guess I'm, I'm looking through these rankings. I got beef to pick with. With. I don't know if you guys did these, but you know, you guys got to take uh, responsibility. Okay, Bracky. 165 <laughs> pounds. Car- Carson Karchel at 15 and Joe Lee at 13. And you obviously Carson Carson replaces Ethan Smith. Ethan Smith probably would have been ranked significantly higher. Uh, how do you explain that? I don't one? think that's I, true. I think really. I don't think Ethan Smith was ranked that high at the end of last year. I don't. I don't know if I would say significantly. I'm high. gonna go look right now. Um, you look that okay. up. I'll look up Carson Karchel's. Uh, but and Joe Joe Lee Ethan Smith Carson was Karchla's, 13. Yeah. Okay. 
So, Joe Lee is probably that high because he beat Connor Flynn at the Southern Scuffle. Yeah. That was Connor Flynn's first time at the next weight class down. Come on, guys. Oh, that Joe, doesn't matter. Joe, we can't start taking, like, we start. You can't factor that kind oh, of stuff. Well, oh, that hurt. guy, he, had, he was a little under the weather. Oh, 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 he had a really what? tough chemistry test the day before. Yeah. Oh, man, someone stole his bike. Oh. <laughs> the bike the bike loss actually we factor that in if there's a if there's a personal theft no so Karchla let, let's say hypothetically let's say even hypothetically Ethan Smith would have been ranked fifth and then Karchla comes in replacing him because he's gonna be better which we we're predict that would not be a, a rationale to rank Carson Karchla it's still for Carson Karchla to prove just because you take someone's spot doesn't mean you get all their results and all their ranking clout, you could say. And it's all—it's totally based on their Division One results, right? That's what you look at. And mm. Karchla's were good. He was undefeated. He did not lose. But his best win was probably over a guy we were talking about earlier, Cam, Cam Amin, right, who is still yeah. fine yeah. but not totally a proven commodity at the Division One level. Hey, guys, are you on Wrestle Staff or Joe Lee? Are you guys looking at this? We were earlier. I was this morning, yeah. <laughs> they have him listed as four, having four freshman years. <laughs> what? what? Yeah, that is. What? I didn't even notice that. <laughs> Why? Why does he? Well, what? I don't. I'm not. I don't remember the trajectory of Joe Lee. But why does he have this many college matches in 2018? I think he did have a gray shirt year there, didn't so, he? So was. But seven... then it's. He had to be in high school one of these years. <laughs> Yeah, so or he, something. They did. They did he it a little different. He could have left. Remember, he might not have wrestled his senior year of high school. So he might have moved to Penn State and just started doing Nittany Lion no. Wrestling Club and yeah. going to a couple and, opens. And then, and then a gray shirt, and then a red shirt. Is that how yes. he would do this? Gray how shirt, possible. Red shirt, yes. So skip gap skip year. high school. Gray shirt, red shirt. Oh my yeah. god! So will he be, or did he miss a year last year? Will he be a, a sophomore? I'm confused. It's crap right no, now. No, it says it says 2021 redshirt freshman. 2021. Oh my gosh! The attorney. This is his fourth freshman year. This is wild. Um. Yeah. Yeah. According to his bio, he didn't wrestle at Modern Day in Indiana his senior year, which was 2018. Hmm. I don't know. No one knows. It doesn't say. It doesn't say. No, there's no way to know. Hang on. I'll. This. He's gonna reverse engineer Con- this. Confused on the timeline. So, so my question for Penn State is: Okay, where can they move up in the rankings? The last, well, hold on, we got Indiana you. State title he won was in 2017. Got it. So he skipped his 2018. Okay. So season. 2018 would have been his senior year, and he went to Penn State that year, and he probably started entering tournaments because they let high school kids wrestle tournaments. But he wasn't at Penn State, but they put the results there. So it wasn't really even his freshman year, but probably WrestleStat has to put something for their code. So, all right, makes sense. Yeah. Um, well, okay, Christian, you guys have – I mean, they don't really have anyone very high because they have – so they have Brooks and Staroki are both at six, who I you know, I, I would – if I had to bet, I would bet on them placing higher than that. Mm-hmm. Um, they got Beard at 13, who uh, I could see him – I could see him moving up to low AA. They got Berg. You guys got Bergie at seventeen, which I actually think is kind of right for where he's at. You guys have Verclearen at eleven. Uh, eleven. I think that's that looks about right for him. Um, 
Who are they going to throw Kirk it Fleet. into? Tw- Kirk Fleet is low. You're right. What's he at? He's at like 14. He's gonna. I think he's gonna be a top three guy. Yeah. Well, that heavy, heavyweight is tough these days. So tough. So <laughs> tough. Wow. Yeah. Gable, really Mason, Big Tone. Big Tone's got his hands full with these guys. And then Gaston yeah. Gary. Where, whenever he. Uh, no, he's, he, got, he's not he's, ranked because Tate, Tate Orndorff's in there. Whatever, dude. Listen, they'll figure that out. We'll see. That's all I'm going to say. He wasn't ranked to start last year either. Yeah. Then he was, by the end oh, of it, he was, a, he was a Hodge finalist. So, uh, so yeah, enough. they can move up at, They can move up pretty significantly at heavyweight. That's probably their biggest opportunity. I, I concur with Beard. I could, see, I could see him entering the top six. I could see him going with a, the Davison or a Brucky or – him versus Jacob Warner is fascinating to me. I remember Warner beat him really bad at Akron. I can't remember the last time they've mm-hmm. they've wrestled. Um, so I could see him climbing somewhat, but not significantly. RBY is in a really really tough weight class. So while he's fourth, it's like man, he's got to beat Michich, Dayton, yeah, Rivera. If Soriano reemerges, you know, DeSanto's ranked behind him, so that's gonna be. Yeah. He could win. You know, that was the thing I said last year. I was like, Roman probably can win 133, but he could also very reasonably get fourth and not have even wrestled poorly. So it's going to be really tough for him to move up. 25. Are I, there – yeah, th- there's no one rated 25, Christian. No. And do they wrestle Robbie right away? Um, I don't know if you do. I don't know if you do. I mean, I think he could go. He would qualify. He would win matches. Uh, he could place, right? Maybe, maybe he mm-hmm. could place. I don't know. I don't know if he could place as a true. Freshman. Robbie Howard. Yeah, I, I could see it. I could see it, but you know what? I thought, I thought a guy like Kolioko, like that. That guy's got a great chance of placing as a true freshman, and then just didn't really materialize, right? Like quite like I thought um, it was going to. I thought he had a pretty. I thought he started slow, but then and then started bringing. I mean, I'm gonna he pull up his wrestle step. He had a really bad AWAs. He, he had to be a bad but he had a really good stretch there um, in the middle, didn't he? I mean, yeah. wrestler has him at fifteen. Yeah, he had, he had a bad EIWAs, but I mean, he had a really good stretch in there where, yeah, I mean, he won way more than he lost. His only loss. Well, yeah, I Midlands. know, but we're, ta- we're talking about all Americaning, not having a above five hundred record. Well, he's, he's he's way above five hundred. He's uh, twenty three and seven. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I guess I didn't view him that bad. I thought you know if he, I didn't if view he had him a that hot bad either. tournament. I just don't think he was going to place. Sure. Okay, that's fair. Um. Then again, yeah, I guess he weight, didn't beat. Weight isn't amazing. Well, he beat Drew Hildebrandt, who was number nine, and I think that's mm-hmm. his. Well, he beat Devin Schrader too. So I mean, he yeah, he had a few good wins. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe he would have. Okay. But regardless, I I don't know. I don't know what to make of uh, Robbie if they wrestle him right away. Um, he's not Soriano level ready, right? I think that's right. And when they yes. they pull guys out, they've been pretty dang sure. Um, they make sure they're ready. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, I mean, who's a true freshman they've wrestled that wasn't excellent? That was like a recruited guy. I don't think it's happened, right? Well, yeah, I, I, would, I can't think of one offhand. Nick, um, Mark, hey, why Brooks? Why no? Why no Colton Schultz? Tanner Hall another year? Well, since I totally did the rankings here, just uh, 
Let me pull Let's up his wrestle stat. Yeah. You love you love Colton Schultz. He was eight and one last year. Lost to AJ hair. lost to AJ Nevels. And his best win is over Jeffrey Linker of Gardner Webb. Yeah. Oh, so, so that's why. Just not there's no <laughs> resume there. Dang, he, okay. He's gotta hit a full once he he'll get in there. He's gonna be good. I did not realize he lost mm-hmm. to AJ Nevels though. Yeah, I did, I did not either. Hmm. Uh, okay, fair enough. So yes, that is why your your fro friend will have to wait. He will get ranked. He's going to be really good, but um, you know, there's a, there's yeah. a lot of these things. So man, Penn State is it's going to be where where else can they move up? You know, Bergie, I'm wondering, just long term, is he going to be able to wrestle again with with uh, with the injuries he's had to deal with? I don't know. I think it's going to be yeah. I think it's a question if he if he wrestles again, really. Is there anyone they can fill in behind him? Well, um, they've got guys for sure. I I wonder could I wonder if Joe Lee could go fifty seven. Maybe they slot in someone else at sixty five. Yeah. Bracky is pulling up their their roster. We'll we'll take a look. He can sort it by weight there. Who do they have at sixty five and fifty seven? They could potentially fill in. It's not updated, but um, Piper will be a senior. Yeah, they he don't didn't have do so, so well last year. No, not so not a ton. And uh, who's coming in this year for the recruiting class, the the twenty twenty recruiting class? Um, not man, I'm blanking. I, I don't think anyone that could step in there. Yeah. So maybe Robbie's Robbie. Bo Bartlett, but the, those guys are smaller. Mm-hmm. Um, hang on, it's right here. Oh, Austin Boone, maybe. Yeah, um, he's small. And then he's the, not fifty-seven. The latest uh, Lee Matt Lee. Yeah, he's wonder, not that big. Also, Bo Bartlett's interesting. I, I'm just looking at their lineup. I'm wondering. I'm wondering if they do redshirt both Bo and and Howard. I'm curious. Yeah, because I don't know. I mean, can they can they push for the can they push for the title? No, Iowa's gonna be so good this year. No way. Cancel. I, it. I mean, I don't I, think they can. I think Cornell and Michigan have I don't better think shots. So. Yes, I agree. Man, hundred percent. That's wild. Um, I did not anticipate that. Even though I knew their lineup, I still just think you know what they're gonna. They're going to find a way to get themselves in the mix. But... Maybe right now during the coronavirus, Kill has some secret underground layer somewhere, and they've been doing some serious training while everyone else has been taking time off, and all their guys are going to get way, way better. How about that? I think their wrestling room technically might be underground. That's true. Thus making their wrestling room <laughs> underground layer. I think it actually is. Um, I've been in there. I'm thinking you go in at the ground level and you have to go down. Yeah. So literally underground layer. Okay. That definitely adds to the Penn State mystique. Do you think that they're letting Kale on campus right now? Because I, I bet they're not. Uh, on campus? I, I don't know what, what the scenario is in Pen- Pennsylvania. Probably not. Whatever the rule Actually, is. Actually, no, I, I know that because I just talked to Keith Gavin. He said they don't think they'll be back till August or something. So is that a Pennsylvania thing or is that a um Probably state of Pennsylvania. Thing? Okay. Yeah, I think well, Pennsylvania is yeah. kind of opening in phases. Like some state, some parts of the state are more open than others based on how many cases you had in your area. And stuff. Yeah, my in-laws live in like one of the 
red alert states that, or counties in Pennsylvania that's like having a, a harder time, but it's all just because of nursing home flare-ups. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely sucks. So it's a little tougher out east. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure he's not going in. Yeah. Well, Wisconsin. I mean, they can't even go in. The coaches can't even go to their office at, at all, right? They just they can't do anything, and they think it's going to be a while till they can. They think it's going to be a pretty long time till they can do anything. So, yeah, maybe. maybe well, they got the M two training center there. Maybe they're up in there. Possibly. Possibly. Is that open? I don't know if they've been having practice. I can't call. Oh, it. I think so. Um. I think they've been uh, having some virtual stuff. I've I've been seeing. And, and I know Young Guns has been doing virtual also. Yeah, it looks like all virtual. All right, register now, Bracky. We got to find out for sure. All right, Bracky's gonna register for M two. <laughs> Can I get reimbursed? M two train. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> business expense. Yeah, it's a business expense. We got to get your uh, get your ankle pick better. Okay. Um, so other who else, Bracky? could enter this team race competition that maybe we're not thinking about. So it's Iowa, Cornell, Michigan, Northwestern, Penn State, NC State, Oklahoma State, Nebraska, for me, is a team that is really interesting next year. Yeah, why Why are they so low? It doesn't seem right. Because um, they, they only lost Isaiah and 149. Huh. I guess they've they've got no really big scores. Is that no the one problem? is ranked super high other than Labriola and Red? Labriola, you know, Ven's, where's Venz at? What about Schultz? So we can look. Let's see. Schultz, Schultz is, is four. That's pretty good. And then Venz. And Venz is eight. Venz is so all that's in not big eight, points. Yeah. And I think I think Purinton after his Big Tens was top ten because he was like. He's yeah. like third or four of the Big Tens. Yeah, he had a um, great Big Ten. So then you take away those points, and Kevon Davenport will start the year 17th, um, but that's going to be, be a drop-off in points. And then um, 65, uh, let's see, I don't even think they have anyone in here, and Isaiah yeah. White was a top six guy. Is Dom mm. Serrano okay. there now? Or going to be there? Yes. 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 Dude, well, they use I don't him. think he's going to – could he go twenty five? Well, where? Well, I don't think you need Ooh. to because you have you you have Liam Cronin transferring with only one year oh, of eligibility left. That's I, right. I forgot about Cronin's yeah. transfer. So their lineup's gonna be Cronin at twenty five, Love at thirty three, forty one Chad Red, forty nine Kevon Davenport, fifty seven. What do you know about Bubba Wilson? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing about Bubba Wilson. He had some he had some good matches with well, Josh Otto. They they had like three in a row. Is he both of them to Austin uh, Wilson? The uh, I think there's a possibility because they're both from Kansas. He won't rule it out. Well, so here's an interesting note to keep an eye on with 49.57 for them is Brock Hardy's back. <gasps> That's right. Oh, yeah, he got, just got back. We from talked his, about this. His mission in Brazil, um, and he was really dang good his senior year. Yes, he, he has a win over Sammy Sasso in the Fargo Finals. Then they had a crazy match at the Pittsburgh Wrestling Classic. This is a top 10 recruit in the class of 2018. Um, I don't know how much wrestling he was doing in Brazil for the past just ju- two years. <laughs> just jiu-jitsu. He got his blue belt in jiu-jitsu. Um, so I, maybe he needs a year to redshirt, but I could see him as a guy if Peyton Rob moves up like we kind of expect him to because he was very big and even missed weight once last year. Didn't Brock Hardy wrestle like really high weights for like at Utah, like 170, 160 He might have. 
He played Whoa. football. I thought he was like Bracky will look it up. I thought he wrestled really high weights and then for national competitions he would he would come down and cut. Let's see if I made that up. It's possible I did. I think you made that up. Nice. Senior year wrestled one forty five. I really thought he got big. Maybe it was during okay. What I think it was was Kyle's your fake news. No, during who's number when we we're trying to get him for who's number one, he was playing he's like, ah uh, yeah, I'm playing football and I weigh hundred and seventy five pounds or something like that. So just looking back at his resume, you know, he won Iron Man in twenty seventeen and uh, on his hit list on the way there was Frankie Telshahar who beat Bo Bartlett this year. Uh, he beat Sam Dover, who's at Oklahoma, and then he beat Kendall Coleman. He pinned Kendall Coleman in the finals. Dang. Wow. Kendall Coleman's the truth. Dude. Yeah, that's solid. That would be – they threw him in there. If they go Kevon, then Brock Hardy, Peyton Robb, Mike Labriola, Taylor Vince, Eric Schultz, and Cale Davidson. That's – yeah. Eight, eight, eight feels low for them. Right. Well, they've got, they've got to get more – so it's kind of like their team this year. It's like a lot of really, really good guys. But to get into that next echelon, which yeah. they may have been about to do because they had a great Big Tens. Um, yeah. But no no Big Ten finalists, I want to say. They didn't get anyone in the finals. So Sounds right. They need, they need to get those NCAA top three, top four finishes to really, if you want to make a push for a trophy, but they're going to have 10 really, really good guys. And if you're looking for a team with the opportunity to move up, it's definitely, definitely Nebraska. They're going to be really good. And Brock Hardy makes things super interesting. And they're going to be good for a while too, because they're, they're relatively young. You know, it, obviously red is uh, going to be a senior as is Vins maybe and Schultz, but a lot of these guys are going to have a couple years to go. So Nebraska not going anywhere for a while. And they're recruiting well, too. Yes. As always. Yeah, as, as always. They're a definite staple. So the, those are some teams that can move up. I, I, I like them. Um, you know, obviously Iowa State, Ohio State, and Virginia Tech. Princeton rounds out the top 12. So uh, maybe some some other teams that can move up or, or Oklahoma State. If they do some juggling of their lineup, NC State's going to be good with the Heidley brothers both back plus Tariq's mm-hmm. senior year so plus Camacho plus Camacho he was coming on yeah you guys, I think you guys have him ranked pretty high right yeah, uh I mean five got, yeah I mean look yeah he beat uh he beat Mueller that's a mm-hmm. pretty big chip mm-hmm. for him to have had any any other thoughts on the rankings before we uh get to some questions from our from our dear friends uh makes me excited for next year that's what happens. Yeah, no doubt. I'm excited for next mm-hmm. year. I'm hoping, uh, yeah. Never mind. I don't even want to even say it. Don't even jinx us, Christian. I even jinx Don't us. even think about it. Not even going to think. I'm going to pretend to fake the jinx. All right. Next up. Um, so, okay, Ben Askren. This one's for you. Jacob Hughley. Although being quarantined sucks, many people have benefited from improving their relationships with their families and even learn new skills. How do you believe wrestling will benefit from this quarantine? I should have looked at this question before. Um, I don't know, Christian. Uh, that's a tough question. All right. Well, TV not that one. I mean, like the UFC's benefiting because they're the only show back in town, but we can't get anyone to wrestle. So yeah, we could. We be. don't have a show back in town. Yeah, no shows. No shows. Sorry. Um, all right, what so do you we think? Well, I don't know. I mean, sometimes I just need 
I need your wisdom. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure how exactly it's going to – its benefits are, are yet unknown. Um, I think there's certainly lessons that, that can be learned, but I don't, I'm not sure what they are. So we'll see. What NCAA okay. champ do you think had the worst regular season? I mean, we've kind of talked about this a little bit. Easy. So go ahead. Quentin Wright. Ooh. Okay, so I was not going to say Quentin Wright. I was going to say... Well, that one year, he was like the nine seed at Big Tens. Right, but, okay, I'll say I have a counterattack, a reattack, if you will, from a great uh -oh. reattacker, Miles Martin. When Miles won NCAAs, his, his regular season was maybe not as up and down as Quentin's, yeah. but he was a bigger... Quentin won Big Tens, okay, with a lot of really good guys at his weight But he was still like the eight or nine seed at, at NCAAs because he had so many losses. I know, it, and Miles Martin was like a double-digit seed. He was like an 11 seed. Oh, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. Shoot. So I don't know who it, who it maybe, was. Maybe Miles. Yeah, maybe Miles. I, yeah, Quentin Wright was the one that came to mind because I knew he was the eight or nine seed at Big Tens and then in the eight or nine seed at Nationals also. Right, right. Um uh, Quinn Quinn might have been like the twelve seed at NCAs that year. I'll look it up. Um, yeah. You look up twenty sixteen bracket Bracky. So Quentin was in two thousand eleven. Nine. Look at that. I got it right here. Okay. Out of the nine. You no, know, you're right. Miles Martin eleven. Miles Martin eleven. Yeah. He was thirty two and six going in. Thirty two and six. All right. How many current D1 assistant coaches could beat Imar in a match? Well, is, very is, few. Very few. Is Dake on staff? Dake's on staff. I don't staff, think Dake's right? on staff. I, I don't think he, so. He at least he wears khaki slacks to to dual I'm meets. Thinking maybe he might be. I'm thinking he's on the staff. We'll look right now. Coaches. Volunteer assistant coach. He's a volunteer. He's volunteer. He's uh. just it's just for the love love of the game for Kyle Dake. So yeah, he is on staff. Still has a Cornell email address. Yes, that's the ultimate sign. So I think he is. So I'd say Kyle Dake, and that might be it. I think that's the only yeah. guy on staff that could, that could beat him. That's probably it. Um, so we talked about team race. Um, when is the next wrestling action? I'll say Fargo. Knock on wood. That's not a. Prediction. You think Fargo's gonna happen? I, you know, that's just <laughs> he's like, no way. No. <laughs> you know, I'm speaking. I it hope. Into I hope. I want it to happen because Will you I go? want wrestling. Yeah. Wow. Will I go? I'm not scared of going. If yeah. that's what you're asking. Oh, North Dakota no. safe. North Dakota safe, guys. No, no I'm cases. Not, I'm there. not scared of traveling. No, <laughs> no I'm not cases. Scared of Zero going. cases. <laughs> They're like the West Virginia of the <laughs> whatever. Um, no. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Never mind. All right, so K, K. Patrick Collins says, just a clarification, Wayne Boffman lives four doors down from me. It's pronounced with a hard G-H, like Balkman. He's an amazing man. Still nails. Walks the street at sunup every day. <laughs> I freaking, I want to meet this guy. Wayne Balkman, which is, we'll say, with a hard G. Um, we should just start calling him Balkman. Balkman. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure he, he could still beat us up to this day. He yeah. sounds awesome. He, he's a savage. Yeah, totally. Um, uh, so, so Jordan Tomei asked what kind of Murph times we're putting up this weekend. Are you gonna do, You can't do the Murph though, Ben. Can you? 
In your... Yeah, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out on the Murph. Next year, Murph, maybe. I'm, uh, maybe not. Maybe two two yeah, years. Yeah, let's see. No, maybe next year because that's if I have surgery in August. That's like yeah, nine months. Yeah, probably. Are you gonna be? Able, are, are hospitals gonna be able to do your surgery? I actually just emailed yesterday, and I got an email back, but I haven't read through it because I didn't want to get distracted on the show. Thank you. Wow. What a professional. Thin <laughs> Askren. I appreciate it. What that. a professional, but still retween Bitcoin podcasts or something. I'm not during this show. Not during this show. You did something hey, at got, the beginning. Oh, you guys. I saw You know it. who I get to interview? You guys know who I get to interview today? Who? I'm very, very, very excited. It's one of my all-time favorites. Uh, Ron Paul. Oh, really? Yeah, he's How'd on the Funky him? Crypto show. Uh, Is he in the crypto? So he's he's not, but he's like the inspiration for a lot of people to get into crypto because they read End the Fed, uh, which was written after the last you know financial crisis, and it, you know the Fed just says they can print as many trillions of dollars as they want, and that's not sound money. So you know, Ron talks mm -hmm. a lot about sound money, and so a lot of crypto people like he got that he opened their mind to the idea. Okay, interesting. Well, that yeah. is a very big get for you, Ben. Absolutely. So I'm pretty excited about that. So did I, did I retweet that, Brecky? Yes. Show? <laughs> okay. It was very so early in the show, so I'll let it I'll let it. Start. Very early. Maybe I was doing the intro, which makes it permissible. Um, hmm. If a coach that is leading a successful program had, had the same success <clears throat> at a previous school he coached at, what would be the most interesting team? Example, pop success if he was still at Binghamton. Tom Ryan, if he was at Hofstra. Um, other examples, Tom Brands at Virginia Tech, mm. Terry Brands, UTC, um, Kale, Iowa well, I State. I, that's mine. I, I would like to see if Kale could have, you know, got Iowa State over the hump to beat um, Iowa because that was, you know, that was the rumor or that everyone always thought that. You know, Kale didn't want to be the number two school in Iowa, and that was a big part of the recruiting thing, and that was why he went to Penn State. So I would be, uh, yeah, that would be curious to see if he could have done that. Yeah, what, what do you think if if Kale stays at Iowa State? Do they have titles? God, you got to think so, right? I do. Yeah, I hundred percent do. I because David do. Taylor was going there, so David Taylor is going to be David Taylor, right? So. You know, if you weren't number one in recruiting, David Taylor's going to be a huge draw. Obviously, he doesn't get Ed Ruth because Ed Ruth, you know, was still going there. But, yeah, I got to think. Also, Ed Ruth didn't I, know who he was famously. <laughs> when, that's so when, awesome. He's like, he's like, he had to, like, wrestle him to figure out if he was good, if he wanted to stay there. And he wrestled Kaylee. He's like, oh, man, he this guy's pretty good. I think I'll stick what? around. I've never heard this story. Yes. it's uh, I got to find the article. Where basically Ed describes like, oh, so Kale's coming in, whatever. He's like, I didn't know anything about him or something. Like, he said something to the effect that he didn't know much about Kale as a wrestler or whatever. And then, uh huh. And then so he wrestles him. He's like, okay, yeah, this dude's legit kind of thing. And uh, so he stayed. This? Um, yeah, this could be my oh, quote man. though. That, that, that's pretty funny. Yeah. So. Yeah, I can't find that. It was literally – I'm sure there are a lot of Penn State fans listening to this. You – if you've been following since 11, you know this reference because it was all over the message boards when it happened. But now it's you know probably gone. So someone find that article and post it, and I'll read the exact quote. Um, <laughs> so it was cool. That's a good one. Yeah, wild. 
So yeah. Wait, so but, Christian, are, are you going to do Murph this weekend? Oh yeah. Weight well, vest or no weight vest? Well, no vest. I, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna do it with a vest. Okay. How about the uh, unbroken? Uh, so you do do you, you do the hundred, two hundred, three hundred? Do you do that? You know the hundred pull-ups, then the two hundred push-ups, then the three hundred squats, or do you um, do you just do like five, ten, twenty, or whatever it is? 5, yeah, 10, I do thirty. I do thirty, twenty, ten. That's how I like to do 30, it. Thirty, twenty, ten. Um, hmm. I don't, maybe one day I will 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 uh, not break it up. But here's my yeah. thing, Ben. If so, I'm. I guess I'm technically modifying it because I'll do the mile, and then I'll do three hundred, two hundred, one hundred of squats, push-ups, pull-ups. But I do the three, twenty, ten, and then the mile. But if I'm going to break it up that way, if I did the straight through, like you said, you have to do it. I was like, well, I may as well, yeah. at that point, if I'm not doing it with the vest, I'm still not really doing it. So mm. if I'm going to go, I'm just going to do it the right way all the way. And I'm not in probably good enough shape right now to, to – I could complete it, it, but it would take like, you know, two hours instead long time. of like yeah. 40 minutes. Very long time. So I'm not going to do that. But, yeah, my thing, Iowa State – I think Kale would have at some point won an NCAA title. Would he have won as many? You think about some of the recruits, like would he have gotten a Chenzo to go to Iowa State, mm. right, a Pennsylvania yeah. guy? Um, Nolf Zane. Nolf Zane. Because remember, yeah. it was, uh, you know, Iowa was really in the mix for Zane, I believe. Uh, maybe Nolf was, although I know. Uh, Tom Brand says so. Tom, yes, that's right. Um so they were in the mix for him, and then if it's Iowa versus Iowa State versus Iowa versus Penn State, where you're from, it's maybe a it's a it's a different thing altogether. And who knows? I, I think I think like once people would have seen David Taylor having success there, it yeah. wouldn't have mattered where they were from, and they would have started going there. Yeah, I think you want to talk about a ripple effect. Yep. That would have been a big one if David had gone yeah. there um, to Iowa State, because I think his success is identical, regardless of Iowa State or Penn State. So I think I think. Yeah, Iowa State, they would not have won to the degree that they have at Penn State, but I think they would have had a title between 2010 and now. They were right there to wow. win it. It's not, and here's the thing. Here's yeah. one thing. Thinks- they were good enough to win it in 2009. They just didn't perform. Mm-hmm. The team didn't yeah. wrestle that. I mean, it's the the ultimate Kale thing is like those guys wrestle their best at, at NCAAs. In 2009, they had the team to win it, and they just didn't They didn't perform up to the level necessary. He was uh, still yeah. working on his. Yeah, he's uh, figuring it out. Yeah. Maybe I don't know, but um, it's figured out now. Um, hmm. someone Rye asked FRL. I see that Nikki Pushups is also Nikki No Ranking. Does this mean he will be Nikki No Degree? I'm sure he will get his bachelor's degree, um, somehow. Jordan told me two questions. Ben Askren, you think MJ was a savage for playing 18 holes and staying up late before games? Let's talk next level. The man ate a. Uh, full, a pizza full and well knowing it was poison and then goes and wins. I didn't poison. see, so I, did, I didn't watch episode 8, 9, and 10, so I can't comment. Well, he ate he ate a poison pizza is the spoiler alert there. And the flu game was how actually does, a food poison How game. do you know it was poison? How do you know it was poison? Uh, so the story goes... He's in Utah before the in- the NCAA finals, the NBA finals. Those those, those sneaky Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> so he he it's like ten thirty at night, and of course he's awake and he's hungry. So he's like, all right, they're calling around. There's no place open except this one pizza shop, and so they're. I don't think Michael calls on the phone and says, hey, but for whatever reason they knew they were delivering to Michael Jordan's room somehow. Apparently. 
And really? when they de- and when they delivered the pe- <laughs> when they delivered the pizza, there were five delivery people for this pizza, right? So not oh heck no. So there, and you know, but but what you have to remember is that this is Michael Jordan. He has nothing resembling a normal life, and every basically his entire life is him is just people ogling him, just like staring at him or trying to get access to him or see him. So I'm actually, if they figured out that it was Michael Jordan's room. Five actually seems like a low estimate for number of people trying to just sneak a peek at this guy. So, the but the story goes: there's five guys looking in, and apparently the people his his people were like, "This you shouldn't do this," or something wrong with which I have no idea why they would think that, other than they're five guys delivering yeah. their pizza. So um, I listened to a podcast with his trainer Tim Grover, who's on The Last Dance as well. He's like, it just felt weird. He said he was in the room with MJ when they got the pizza. He's like, it was just weird that, like, five dudes showed up with it. it just I don't know. He's like, something felt wrong about it. He's like, so literally all of us that were in the room refused to eat any of it. Michael was the only one that ate it. All of us were fine. And he's like, at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, I get a call. I need to get to MJ's room. And he's, he's sicker than a dog. Yeah. called. It, so he was just, like, throwing up all night. Um yeah, but I, I did, still... they, did they did they arrest these five gentlemen? No, no, no charges were filed. They really didn't go into it that much, like why they thought it was poison, other than five people brought it there, which that doesn't really that didn't really do it for me. But um, still, okay. Um, anything else, Ben? Before we go, uh, well, I thought there was one interesting question from a friend that you included in there, but you did not uh, choose to discuss. You yeah. know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I, I shouldn't have even put it in there. Um, I don't want to talk about it. Sorry, guys. It's okay. a good, it's we'll a good question. It. but we'll, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. How interesting is that? Um, okay. Oh, you want to read the locked hands one, Kyle? Uh, Yeah, locked hands. If Iowa opened like Wisconsin, would everybody just go wrestle? Oklahoma would go fishing, so don't say Oklahoma would go wrestle. Uh, Wait, I think that, would... is that like a tongue twister or a poem or something? Or is it... I think he's making fun of Oklahoma, but Oklahoma likes to wrestle and fish open... and hunt. And like, yeah, because Iowa doesn't like to experience the great outdoors. <laughs> locked hands. Jeez, this this is a dumb question. Locked right, hands. Try throwing, again. We're throwing it out. Better luck next time. Locked hands. I was just reading it. All right, we're gonna go. Thank you guys so much. Four hundred ninety-seven strong of FRL. We'll be back for four ninety-eight. Tomorrow, come heck or high water, we'll probably do the Iowa-New Jersey duel. Um, Going to be an exciting one. So thanks so much for listening. Um, we got a full host of content coming your way. The Bader Show coming this evening. A lot of good When's Metcalf coming out? Uh, July. <sighs> yeah, dude. But hey, we, believe me, June's going to be great. You're going to love June. Okay. We have a lot of really, All really right. good projects in the works to uh, whet your appetite. So thanks so much. We'll be back. Happy Tuesday. Later.